listening to a special edition of MMA Fancast, brought to you by Octagon247.com. UFC 205 is just a couple days away. MMA Fancast, brought to you by Octagon247, is live in New York City, Manhattan, home of Madison Square Garden, and we just witnessed the pre-fight press conference and I'll tell you what that was a quite a spectacle wasn't it wasn't it Sahara Sahara Mooney is here with me live what's up what's up what's up it definitely was uh, a sight to behold um, there was a lot of uh, antics not just by as you'd expect Connor but um, Ty Woodley had a few words to say that uh, drew, drew some, uh, actually a lot of booze from the crowd. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about that. So, I mean, this crowd was absolutely brutal on Ty Woodley, Ty, Tyron Woodley. Um, what, where's that coming from? I don't know. Um, I, I, I think it was in reaction to when Wonder Boy paid what I thought was a compliment to, to Woodley. And he reacted, you know, as as if there were those were some fighting words. It just it was odd how he responded after what Wonder Boy had said. Yeah, and and we um, so that was one piece of thing from the press conference. But another was McGregor. The the press conference started a little late to begin with. It was supposed to start at three o'clock. It didn't start until I don't know, roughly ten after maybe. Um, McGregor still wasn't there and um, eventually strolled in and what appeared initially to me to be a bathrobe but it was a mink and strolled in with his mink and had his uh, flashy pants and get up on and and Connor was Connor wasn't he yeah they uh, his, his get up definitely I thought the same thing Ryan I thought when he came in he was wearing a bathrobe he had on some flannel PJs. At least that's what it looked like. And then this, like Christmassy, red, red top. I don't know. It, it, I was surprised. And then when he came in, he did that kind of like a Notre Dame leprechaun shuffle from one side of the stage to the other. And and, and the funny thing was at that time, um, Eddie Alvarez wasn't even there. He wasn't even right. in his seat. He had gotten up. Funny, the, the, the crowd has uh, not taken a liking to him, and the crowd has... Uh, Fred McGregor. Huge McGregor crowd. Huge McGregor crowd, but they really hammered down hard on every Eddie Alvarez. Eddie Alvarez was almost bo- literally booed off stage uh, before McGregor got there. I think the crowd really did get to him. I think he says, you know, he doesn't care, but... He stormed off, and he did not look happy. Right, we uh, we did some taping of that press conference. It is um, you can you can definitely get it on our Facebook page, uh, but if you go to the website, it should be up on there also. And I think it's about the the ten minute mark that um, that that's when Alvarez stormed off, and uh, the, the crowd was ruthless. Every time a question was posed to him. It was super loud, 
and I, you know, half the time I couldn't even hear the question. I definitely couldn't hear Alvarez and his response. Yeah, and and you know he tried to play it cool, um, but I I it looked to me like that really did bother him, and um, and and it was the same treatment he got when the when they had the press conference announcing UFC 205. Um, I wasn't there for that live, uh, but I can't. I can tell you from the response today that it was absolutely brutal at the uh, at the theater at Madison Square Garden, where there were about three thousand. I'm gonna guess three thousand fans in the fan fans and media in attendance um, out of that 5,500 seat um, theater. I, I I would say there were about three thousand there. And um, that's quite a turnout for a press conference um, on a on a Thursday uh, during the day. Um, you know, I, I I think we all on our, on the Octagon twenty four seventeen, we're all taking McGregor. Uh, you know, with a few um, stipulations. You know, depending on how long that fight goes. But the one thing that, and we talked about this before, the one thing that. I really noticed today when we were watching him, and I'm talking about Alvarez, he seemed rattled. I mean, and this is, to me, this is the biggest stage he's ever been on. And maybe the biggest stage he'll ever be on. And maybe the biggest stage any fighter in in the UFC has ever been on. New York City, MSG, first time ever there. 205, a stacked card, top to bottom. uh, And... It just seemed like he wasn't ready. And that's not even truly the limelight yet. It's not until Saturday night, you know, sometime after midnight, where all the focus is going to be on two guys, Alvarez and McGregor. And if what I saw today is the same Alvarez that shows up Saturday night, I think it's going to be a situation where Holly Holm didn't let... You know, she just wasn't really hyped up to let that atmosphere bother her when she took the title from Rousey. And I think this situation will kind of play in reverse for uh, for Alvarez, where it's going to be too big of a stage, if that's even possible. But it just seemed like he was really, really rattled by the things that went on today at the press conference. Yeah, and I don't know. So I think... The crowd did rattle him. The the constant as soon as he got asked a question, as soon as he started to reply, pe- the people would be booing and booing loud enough that it was hard to hear him. And so I do think that that bothered him. I don't know seeing them live. I don't know that I saw that McGregor um, bothered him. What concerns me, and what has concerned me, and you can read about it. I wrote about this maybe. Um, earlier in the week or, or, or last week on Octagon247.com, uh, but um, Alvarez seems to be playing Conor McGregor's game. And, and if he's willing to play his game pre-fight, I have to believe that he could fall into the trap of playing his game during the fight as well. And so... Um, because he is going to want to knock his head off. That being said, you know, there were some... Um, so, I, I'm going to assume everyone saw 
the press conference that's listening here. Maybe some of you haven't. I would suggest you you go and check it out. Um, but we, um, Conor McGregor took, Conor McGregor comes in late. Alvarez has, had already walked off stage and announced that, call me when Conor McGregor gets here. He's late. Where is he? Blah, blah, blah. So McGregor comes in, strolls past uh, Dana, past his seat, past Dana, and onto the other side, grabs Eddie Alvarez's belt, goes <laughs> and sits down with both belts in front of him, and Eddie Alvarez, within a couple minutes, comes back to come back to his seat, notices that his belt's gone, reaches over, grabs a belt, which coincidentally ended up being Connor's belt, but right. that never played out. But um, there's like a little fracas, and then he throws... Um, uh, Alvarez throws his folding chair behind Conor McGregor for some reason. I didn't quite get that. Um, if the chair was broken or what, I don't know what happened there. But he threw it behind him, and as soon as it landed, Conor looked and saw that and like went to go after him and, and then grabbed the chair and held it over his head and looked like he was going to throw it. And, and Dana grabbed him. I love the theatrics, but I told you this, Jim, on the... I don't know that it was, and I'm not saying it was, but I'll tell you, it looked staged. I, um, I looked at it again, and um, it just I it I could see how you might think that maybe on Alvarez's part, I, that part I don't know, um, but McGregor's reaction seemed to be authentic, and Dana snatched him up pretty good. Um, you know, because you could see where, and I was I was focusing on McGregor, but you could see where Connor like reaches and lunges toward him, and um, and Dana's got him um, actually by his right arm. Danny using his right arm and snatches Connor back away from getting close, and they never really did get close. Um, I think the closest that they were might have been like after they took the tables out. Yeah. Uh, or maybe two feet away. Yeah, something just didn't seem a little off. It did seem off. Um, it doesn't change the excitement for the fight. Um, it just has me wondering, you know, is this part of the pre-fight hype and they both, you know, agreed to let's be theatrical and that kind of thing. Who knows? It doesn't change the fact that I don't think they particularly like each other. I think they both are looking forward to making a lot of money and saw this as an opportunity to build up the fight. But, um, you know, I, I'm just as excited about the fight as I ever was. Um, but I, I I just felt like it looked a little odd. Um, Michael Lansbury uh, from the Canadian TSN. Right, right. Um, actually said, actually asked the question after his series of questions, was was that staged? Which was kind of awkward because neither one of them like, No, and Dana didn't even None of them acknowledge it. They, yeah. just, they just kind of said nothing. And right. then they moved on to the next question. So that also made me feel like it was a little weird. Um, yeah, so what... what what other things happened at the press conference? Well, the, the, the thing that I found to be the most interesting, and this is because of Connor, you know, the, the UFC and Connor saying that 
there's going to be some sort of announcement after the fight, um, after the uh, McGregor and Alvarez fight. And the speculation is that he may take some time off. But what I found most interesting about that press conference is when he was asked, and I think he was asked a couple times, but the first time he was asked, his response was something along the lines of that he was just getting warmed up. You know, alluding to to him not taking this time out or time away from the UFC where there's heavy speculation that he may do that. Him saying that I thought was pretty interesting, so I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. Yeah, and, and if you uh, – we want to hear what you guys are thinking. What If you're in New York or you watch the press conference, feel free to uh, – Contact us on our Facebook page. You can email us. You can uh, info at octagon247.com. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what your questions are and what your what your thoughts are on the press conference and on the fights coming up. Um, if you're in if you're in New York, I'm sure you're excited about um, tomorrow with the with the UFC um, fan fest or whatever they fan village something like that. Yeah, and the the, the the um, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of activity going on in and around uh, uh, Madison Square Garden, um, and also obviously the weigh-ins um, are tomorrow. Now we all know that the weigh-ins, the real actual weigh-ins, are occur in the morning tomorrow morning, and these are just the weigh-ins that are the traditional weigh-ins. They change this about. Um, I don't know, within the past six or eight months, um, which actually I really enjoy because I think the fighters um, really get a chance to rehydrate and have, you know, nearly 40 hours to get rehydrated at that point if they're fighting late. And uh, I just think, um, you know, it really adds to it. But it, do you think it takes away from the actual weigh-in at all? I don't think most people really notice a difference yeah. maybe sometimes when the, uh, um, the the fighter gets up pretty quickly and then they announce the the weight right away like there's no pause yeah it's really but as just, far as as far as us knowing if someone made weight already or didn't make weight and we we already have that knowledge and, and some people you know your casual fans aren't going on to the okay. websites that are publishing that information early in the morning or or you know, ten o'clock in the morning. But um, you know, some you know the hardcore fans are certainly um, checking out the weigh-ins and 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 know if someone missed weight or know if something happened um, at the at the at the actual legit you know the real weigh-ins. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah, whether it's what I would call the real ones, which are in the morning. Or the uh, the theatrics, you know, put on for uh, drawing attention and garnering uh, viewers for the actual event. Either one, I'm fine with. However, they decide to do it and promote. It's it's really for the fan benefit. Um, but the but speaking of that uh, the weigh-in and everything that you know surrounds that, um, we talked about this you know just briefly before we started this today, and actually I think on our way back from uh, MSG, and that is what Alvarez looks like. He, he doesn't, I, I made the comment that I didn't think he looked healthy. 
that he just his he, his appearance looked a little sickly. Maybe. Well, I don't know if sick. His eye, his eyes seemed dark, and maybe a little bit sunken in. And I don't know. I've never seen him in person before. I didn't really notice it on the on the video after watching the press conference on video. So I didn't really notice it there. But in person, it seemed. But he may look like that all the time right. because we haven't. Yeah. You know, it's not like we were playing Parcheesi with him. Could be a factor of uh, us seeing him. The day before he's done cutting, you know, I, I don't know how much he has to cut weight to, yeah. to get to his uh, his weight limit. So that could be a factor. But, you know, we'll find out Saturday. Absolutely. So we will be here. We will be. So this is the pre-fight press conference MMA fan cast special edition. Um, we will be uh, podcasting here and there. We want to hear from you guys. Info at octagon247.com. This is MMA FanCast, live from New York City, home of UFC 205. We'll talk to you guys soon.